Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 911, what's your emergency? I can't find Captain Nash and his wife's cruise ship. Somebody Tonight, 911 comes to ABC. If we're going to make it out of here, we got to work together. Tonight at 9 on ABC, followed by 7 News at 11. This is why you watch 7 News at 5. This breaking story is happening as we speak. To get breaking news from the alert desk. When I know about it, you'll know about it first. So you're always connected with what's happening now, only on 7 News at 5. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the LPN Show. Recorded both in Los Angeles and New York City. We're just, you know, here to hang out. Have a good time. All right. I'll talk to y'all after a while. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here. Welcome to the LPN show. The show all about nothing. Um, just like Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, today, I am honored to have with me an adult film star. She is also an amazing competitive eater. You've seen her on the last stream on the left. She portrayed BTK, Jeffrey Dahmer, you name it. She has done it. Nadia White is with me. Nadia, thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Ben. It's always a pleasure. So, Nadia, you are one of my favorite performers. You are like this throwback. You do things that are just absolutely insane. So we have to talk about all of the things that you've done, specifically in competitive eating and uh, in porn, as I talked about. But number one, we have to promote something that you're working on. You are the star of a new porno coming out all about Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin. Yeah, she killed her husband. We all know, but I kind of like her now. I don't know what's happening to me. She's working her magic on my brain, and I'm kind of team Carol, but that's a whole nother thing. So what's going on with the Joe Exotic porno? I know that you are playing the one and only Tiger King, Joe Exotic. That is very true. Um, We are still in pre-production. Um, a few weeks ago, we did shoot a little promo teaser that yeah. should be that should be out today on Twitter. Awesome. Um, keep an eye out on my Twitter at Nadia White Triple X or at Tiger King Parody. Sweet. Um, it's probably one of the most bizarre things that I've ever shot without being too extreme in the content. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. You do do a lot of extreme stuff, and I love it. I mean, I grew up watching John Waters movies. I grew up in a very... I I just love weird stuff. Always have, always will. Don't know why. It's ingrained in my DNA. I'm excited to see the Joe Exotic porno parody. How are you, like, wearing a strap-on or something? Or is it like... How do you guys work this? I mean, for a scene or two, yes, I will probably have artificial uh, appendage. But for the most part, it's my body from the neck down with all the shitty tattoos drawn on <laughs> a, a mullet wig that I made myself Hell uh, yeah. dr- drawn on mustache and yeah let's party I love it man how many people are in the cast <sighs> I we're still finalizing a few things but we've got the main main cast uh set down um got a few juicy things 
hell yeah. What's that process like? How did you get the job? You know, obviously, like, people would be like, oh, porno, like, casting couch and all that stuff. All that stuff is staged and everything like that. How do you get this gig? Because I remember you were DMing me. This is, like, a really cool thing. Like, this is going to be a really successful project. Like, how did you get it? It all came about when a few weeks after Tiger King was out and all the buzz, I was walking home and you know how I like to do all the weird cosplay stuff. Yeah. Obviously all the serial killers, yada, yada. Um, and I realized that I had this shitty blonde wig that I had for a reshoot of a horror movie that I did a few years ago. And I thought to myself, you know, I could cut that thing up and I can make myself into Joe Exotic. So I ran home and within <laughs> within two hours I had the photos online and the internet went crazy. Love it. And my my producer friend Mark Blaze, who's local, um, who actually lives only about twenty minutes from Big Cat Rescue, called me like a week or two later. Yeah. Um, him and the lady that's playing Carol were brainstorming uh, Macy Cartel uh, about the movie and Mark remembered seeing these pictures and I was clearly the only choice for this. Hell yeah. You put yourself out there and you got the job you wanted. You're the opposite of, uh, what was it? Sean Young, who dressed as Catwoman on, I think it was Oprah's show because she's like, I want to be Catwoman in Batman Returns. And then they're like, no, you seem like a psycho. And they obviously went with Michelle Pfeiffer. But you actually got the role, the role that you are, uh, of course, going to be amazing at playing. Dress for the role that you want. <laughs> I completely agree. Um, all right. So I talked about some of the weirder stuff that you have done. I don't even really know how to clarify or classify how it, it makes you feel something. I'll tell you that. Um, so at one point you did a parody, uh, a McDonald's parody, right? So this dude is yeah. dressed as Ronald McDonald. He's got a massive, massive dong. And you jerk him off no, with he a didn't. He did? Oh no, that's right. He did not. Because you do you go with like fat guys sometimes. You you yeah. I, you're a, I don't even I'm I didn't, all, you're like a saint. I'm, I'm all inclusive. Yes, you are. That's right. This guy had a small ding dong. Um and uh you were jerking him off with a McRib, which is I'm just gonna say <laughs> interesting. Um wh- wh- where did you come up with the idea? To like start like because I know the McRib is back. McDonald's is like everywhere being like McRib. It's McRib season and people fetishize it. And then you see somebody jerking off another a dude with it. What was the inspiration for that? Well, let me say first that it was really funny to have a bunch of my friends message me about hearing about you and Henry talking about the McRib. Yes, we talked about it on side (laughs) stories because we're like. Again, we love all things bizarre, and I think this falls into that category. Yeah, um, honestly, I was sitting around with my work partners at the time, and yeah, I'm known to say a bunch of outlandish stuff. You've known me for several years at this point, and a McRib commercial came on, and I love clowns, and I love shooting clown content, and I just randomly blurted out how I wanted to jerk someone off with a McRib. And we went out and did it. And the best part was we went through the drive through with the clown makeup on. And yeah. the, the lady uh, barely took our money and made us go park and have someone else bring out the McRibs because she didn't want anything to do with us. What, does she know you were going to jerk the guy off with the McRib? 
No, people are just scared of clowns for some reason. Well, I understand. Clowns can be a little bit freaky. I'm with you. I don't hate the clowns as much as a lot of people hate clowns. I've never been traumatized by a clown. I think they are, they are creepy, but I kind of like creepy stuff, so it all works out. How many McRibs did you buy for this scene? Because if you've watched it out there, the McRib doesn't exactly survive. Um, <laughs> it, gets, it gets quite destroyed uh, because you're jerking this guy off with it. Um, how many McRibs did you have to purchase for this? Um, I mean, we bought a lot of McRibs, but most of those were for consumption purposes. I, yes. think, we, I think we went through two or three uh, McRibs, uh, yeah, and now the, the, consti- the constitution of the McRib was not good. The worst was, <laughs> did you see this, the part two? I did not see the part two. Ooh, man, that was gross. What it's happened? The, it's the McRim job. Oh, so you put it on his butthole. Yeah, but they put the wrong barbecue sauce. They accidentally put the spicy kind on. So it burned his asshole and it ate all the makeup off my face. And it was really bad. And it got my eye. What? Why did they? You I, McDonald's has got to do a better job of getting your order right. Because they never know when someone's going to take their meat patties, shove it in someone's <laughs> ass, and have to eat it for a scene. I mean, this is this is deadly stuff if they mess this up. Right? What if I had an allergy or something? Exactly. Come how, on, how, Mickey D's. How do you explain that to ER? Ex- well, I I would assume I would assume they've heard stories, perhaps kind of similar to that. They they're on the front yeah. lines of the butt business. That is for damn sure. So you're you're jerking this guy off with the McRib. You as you said, you are very inclusive. You have had um, you don't just do traditional partners. I know obviously you do a lot of uh, you do a lot of lesbian work. You you're with old men. Why did you choose to sort of go down this alternative road um, when it comes to adult films? Because obviously you know porno is everywhere. I still remember. I'm 38, so I remember like stealing magazines back. Back in the day, like, and now kids are seeing stuff at a very young age that I, I feel like a conservative. I feel, I feel like Mike Pence where I'm like, I don't know if you should be looking at that 13 year old. I don't think that's appropriate. But um, wh- why did you decide to go down this more alternative road? Well, I mean, I'm an alternative person and I feel that pornography and the adult industry is a little bit more than just a job for me. It's a way that I can have a creative outlet. Right. I do a lot of I do a lot of stuff that I consider more performance art. Yes, and, I agree. And my personal taste in people is the non-traditionally attractive and when I shoot my own stuff, I like to shoot with the people that I like that I have a connection with. I don't necessarily like, you know, the, the meathead, jock, stereotypical right. porn guy. I mean, I know a lot of them are very nice, but that's not necessarily what I'm attracted to. But you do do a lot of stuff. And, you know, we live in a culture that does kink shame a lot. And you do do a lot of stuff that I think would surprise some people. And some of it is a little bit physical. You get into some BDSM and things like that. How does that work with your co-star? How did like, what do you guys talk about beforehand? Because I know you've done a lot of like, you know, like deep throating and like a lot of like really hardcore, you know, stuff. You're great at it. Um, but how does that, how does that work with the, with the, uh, with the partner, with the co-star? Um, I mean, do you guys you sort always, of script it out before or is it more organic and you just kind of play? 
It depends. Um, some scenes definitely are more scripted, and then some you know what type of activities to include, and you just kind of roll with it, especially if someone that you've worked with several times. Yeah. But, but like any uh, adult relationship, communication, 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 you have to use your words. No one right. can read your mind. If you don't like something or something hurts or you don't feel comfortable, you need to vocalize that. You need to either reroute to a different way or find a way that you're comfortable with doing said activity. And um, so this is mostly safe words and things like that because yeah. it, it, it's uh, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of edits or a lot of cutting in, in a lot of the scene. It sort of is what it is. So you have to have sort of sort of a secret language, almost like a professional wrestler in some ways. And you know what else I love, Ben? What? Professional wrestling. Yay! I love it. This is why you're a superstar. <laughs> so is that what you do? So it's sort of like, it's, it's like code words and stuff like that? Well, yeah. And you go over like your do's and don'ts in the beginning. Right. Um, and I mean, most of the time, if you're showing up for a very extreme scene, you know, you know what you're getting into. You're you know, you've done stuff like that before. You've prepared your body. I mean, you had one scene. I think you were in stock in the stocks in one scene. I'm pretty certain that you've done things like that. Wait, wait, which one? <laughs> Did you ever see the one where I got my head buried in the ground and like beaten stuff? And no, I don't ca- think ca- cattle prodded and my mouth sewn shut and waterboarded and tased. And I mean, what's that experience like? Is it some Something that is cathartic? Is, is it out of body? I feel like it must be something almost transformative happening. Well, it's, it is cathartic, and it's the same thing in the BDSM community. You know, and afterwards you do get into a nice cozy subspace. And I like to do the extreme stuff on film because I don't feel comfortable with not... The st- a lot of the stuff that I do, you shouldn't do alone or mm. with someone that's not knowledgeable like if something happens there needs to be especially with a lot of the shibari like suspend rope suspension and right stuff, there needs to be several people there because or else it's not something could go wrong yeah and i i feel that that's interesting you know, so I, I i get to have these really wonderful experiences in a safe environment and yeah. make money so it's that's, great. that's really interesting so the camera makes it safer well, the the camera's there, and there's more people on set rather than just meeting someone offline saying, right. come over to my house and let me shove needles in you and tie you up and, you know, gag you and stuff. Like, this is a constructive, safe way to live out a lot of the darker things that live inside my head. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that that is a great sort of way to to put that and it makes a lot of sense when you think about it when you're on camera it is a safe space you do have a lot of people around you have a director that makes a lot of sense what is what's one of the more extreme things that you've done that you're like you know what i tried this but i'm like i'm good i I no need for this because I, i can't imagine what it would be um there's only been one activity that i've done that i'm pretty sure i will never ever ever do again is it the mcrib thing no, it was waterboarding, like actual waterboarding. Wait a second. So you got actually waterboarded? Yes. What, did you my, give up government was, secrets? What did they learn from you? Nothing. 
<laughs> I learned that I'm that that's one thing that I, I just don't want to do anymore. <laughs> what would be so what was the sexual drive behind getting waterboarded? Just sort of the submission role or? Um, for me, like it was a two day long shoot and I just wanted to do all the most extreme things that I wanted to do. And it was it was just a, I believe that you should try everything once you go through this life and you can't take money with you. So I'm an experience collector. I want to experience everything. And that was something that I'd never done. And it was terrifying because I hate water and I don't know why I wanted to do it. Honestly, Just like Jason Voorhees, you hate water. Although I don't believe that Jason Voorhees has suffered as much as you have um, for the camera or on camera. So what is, what's the prep for that? Because Obviously, you're fully nude, obviously, and, you know, every part of your body is being explored and, and featured. What do you do to prep for something like that if you're doing like an anal scene or something? Because I also know you're a competitive eater. I know you, just like me, we love our food. We love to eat mass consumption. We love mass consumption of food. Do you like go through a cleansing process or something like that a few days before, or how does that work? Um, For anal scenes, typically... Um, you don't want to eat that day or if you have to for like blood sugar reasons, something very, very light, um, then you take a bunch of Imodium and enema yourself until no dookie comes out and you're good to go. So it's just a one day thing and you're like, all right, I'm good to go. Yeah. And then afterwards I can eat. That's my favorite part of the day. I love it. When do you guys usually shoot? Is it in the morning or in the afternoon? Um, it depends. Um, unfortunately, my first anal scene didn't end up starting until like 6 p.m. And I was so hangry and just upset. <laughs> I cannot even imagine having to do an anal scene when you're starving and you're just like, get it done with. Come on. I get so hangry and it was supposed to start earlier than that. But unfortunately, one of my co-stars was over three hours late. Well, I would assume it, that sometimes really nice. punctuality might not be the strong suit, certainly for artists and maybe no, maybe no, in the no. adult industry, maybe even a little bit worse. Although I don't know. Comedians are always like, God knows I am. Oh, no, no, no. The, to have a model on time is um, the earth is is shattering, which it is too now. <laughs> <laughs> Who's one of the people that you have loved working with the most? Because I feel like you're like Molly Shannon in the movie Superstar. I feel like you're a jump into the deep end kind of person. Did you just start doing the more extreme porn or what was kind of the, the process in that? Um, I, I'm, I did my first portos in 2007. Oh, sure. Um, okay. Yeah, um, no, I really didn't do that much extreme stuff until the last four years, I think. Okay. And what, so you you just felt like I've advanced past this, I'm getting bored with it, so you're like, I want to explore different sort of artistic avenues? Um, Well, I started producing more of my own content, and therefore I can do more of what I want. I started to reach out to more extreme websites. Yeah, it's just is this a progression? Well, we know the the main gal behind in Oakland we met her, the main gal who owns kink.com and who owns the the facility they have. We know her. So, have you done anything with Kink? I shot for Kink one time um a few years ago. I have mainly have shot for Insects, which is the original kink.com 
Um, they're out of Washington right now. Cool. So you mentioned you mentioned um, sort of being your own business, producing your own stuff. Oh, I mentioned OnlyFans. You're obviously on OnlyFans. But I guess I want to talk to you a little bit about some of the hypocrisy of websites like OnlyFans. I have been trying to pay you for certain work. We had something lost in the mail. Anyway, we don't want to talk about the sad thing. I'm going to get you the book. I don't know what the hell. Somebody stole it, but that's okay. Uh, but I can't Venmo you, for example. Like, And OnlyFans now is trying to say, because because of your industry, OnlyFans is trying to be like, well, we should not have these people on our platforms. They're trying to be holier than thou. Again, we live in a Puritan society on every level, in every aspect, no matter of political uh, affiliation and so many. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sofas, recliners, love seats. Everything is better in leather. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley, where bold meets durable. And wait a minute. Who's been finger painting on the couch again? That's okay. Leather is easy to clean. The new leather collection at Ashley is built with the durability you need for the whole family. Yes, pets too. Luxury is meant to be livable. Shop chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Anyways, it's sad. Can you talk a little bit about some of your struggle when it comes to getting monetized and making a living in the sex business? Um, I mean, I think we talked about this a little bit the time that we talked about Fossa Sesta. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, right now the porn business is a lot different from when I started. The power is more in the model producer about models owning their own content, producing their own content, people buying content directly through you versus getting paid one time for working for someone else. Right. A lot of social media is how we reach out to our fans to advertise our services. And um, I recently got my Instagram taken away, but I thankfully got it back. And so what the, okay. First of all, the audacity of people like Mark Zuckerberg obviously owns Instagram or Jack on Twitter. The audacity of these out of touch, uh, just horrible people when it comes to Mark Zuckerberg is not a human being. I know that he he's, is, but he, he really he's is. a reptilian. He's he seems like it. It's just so and they show some of the nastiest stuff. They like these websites have uh, have uh, propagated so much hate. Uh, they have you know so many so many trolls, and I know you deal with that. Um, obviously, we deal with that as well, different than you, uh, obviously. But what is wrong with these social platforms that they are not accepting of the reality that people have sex and sex work is a valid form of making money? My gripe with that is so many fellow sex workers, their profiles are so much cleaner than a lot of the major celebrities that'll post totally. basically make basically nude photos. I sense if I have to censor something, I censor it very well. I no longer even put that stuff up. And it's really unfortunate because a lot of adult stars have huge outreaches on these platforms. Huge. Instagram you know, you want us to have a lot of followers. You want to facilitate this culture, but 
unless you know we play by your like your very puritanical rules uh, unfortunately we are second class citizens just like in a lot of places in this country it really is something that we have never gotten over and i don't fully understand our aversion to the human body did you i know that you have dealt with people and i know in your line of work you probably deal with some really creepy freaking dudes Maybe because of some of the content that they're drawn to, although I think that every, I wouldn't even say that. How do you deal with a fan who goes over the edge? Because obviously you want to play, you want to do your cam work, you want them to be invested, you want them, you know, to have a, a connection, but then how do you kind of keep it at a, you know, an arm's length? Well, um, for me, Honestly, and also maybe blood. maybe you can talk about uh, like what are some of the scarier scarier situations you have found yourself in with people um, because I think it's really important to know that this is like not all fun and games like sometimes people are freaking scary as hell. I knock on wood actually have not had anything too bad happen other than maybe like a rude email or right. a rude comment every once in a while. Um, I don't want to jinx myself, but I really don't get dick pics. Oh, that's great. Yeah, no, my interaction online is very limited, and I feel that because I've always been very aloof, and people know that I won't, they're not going to get a rise out of me, and I'm not going to respond. Right. That I don't really get a lot of shit. Um, I'm very thankful for that. I, I even see civilian friends of mine that get a lot more harassment from dudes. And I think that my attitude is just so out there. Like, Oh, I, I know I'm a slut. Like that you calling me a slut is not going to bother me at all. Yeah. Oh, your Oh, your family's proud. Yeah. Actually my family is proud of me. They know exactly what I do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, that is what's so cool to me about the whole thing where it's like, yeah, call it alternative, call it whatever you want. But in my mind, this is completely normal, and this is how this is how I'm choosing to live my life. Were you always that kind of free spirit growing up, or was there something that that happened in your life where you're like, you know what, screw it, I'm done trying to conform, and now I'm just gonna let my freak freak flag fly, the triple F, the freak flag fly, and um, and just sort of explore these different parts of my mind. Uh, but I was growing up, up until towards the end of high school, I was extremely introverted. I was extremely quiet, extremely awkward. I really did. I Honestly, I didn't have a friend until I was in third grade. Um, yeah. Once I got into high school. You know, I used to do something on the bus because I, uh, I went to a really... What's Would that? Master masturbate on the bus? <laughs> no, I did not masturbate on the bus. Uh, no one would want to see it. That's the problem. No one wants to see my cam work. I've been doing, I have an OnlyFans. I've been masturbating on it for months. No one's looking. No, I'm just joking. Hey, oh, how much is the sign up? A thousand billion dollars. Um, but I used to do this thing on the, on the school bus when I was in third and fourth grade where I would um, try to say as least, as few words as possible. Um, and I would, I would, so I remember one time I got away with just saying one word. Um, and then other than that, because I was so big people would harass me all the time so you have to defend yourself so then that would be a few words but I remember just being like I don't want to say anything I was extremely shy as well growing up because people are freaking scary people are awful 
And it wasn't until when I got into high school and I got involved in marching band and all the other kids that didn't fit in that I realized that, you know, I'm not the only one that feels like this. And once I got out of high school, it was off to the races. And was it, here, we are, here we are now. Did you have a lot of sex in high school? I didn't have sex until I was 18. It was to a 24-year-old RA in college. Very oh. neat, yes. But I was like, I'm 18. I'm illegally allowed. I'm like, but I was not. That was not the reason. It was because no one wanted to have sex with me. Um, No, not not terribly too much. Yeah, just like a normal. Yeah, it's, it's just so interesting because I remember wanting to do comedy. Uh, at a, at a pretty young age, are you surprised with where you have found yourself now in life? Do you ever look back and be like, damn, dude, look at all of this stuff I've done. Uh, what a, a resume, what a crazy, strange life it's been. Uh, do you, do you, did you expect to find yourself as the Nadia White, um, at this point in your life? If I would have told 16-year-old me what 32-year-old me has done, especially in the past few years, all the adventures, all the crazy shit, uh, everything, I would say you're lying. Yeah. What's one I of your, had no idea. What's one of the greatest places that porn has brought you, or competitive eating? We haven't even gotten to competitive eating, which you are a superstar at. I think you, have you retired from competitive eating, though? Uh, I'm taking a break. Because it I got, not, I had not. I just had so. I then I had the porn. I had all the horror movies. I had the podcast. I had the band. I had the YouTube. I had so much stuff going on for a while that I just wanted to do nothing for a few months. Oh, I feel you. I feel you. What's one of the best places? And we'll talk about competitive eating uh, here in a second. What's one of the the best places that you've been brought to because of your art? Oh, that would definitely be, actually, it just passed. Uh, my favorite convention of the year is in Munich, Germany, BoundCon. It's the world's largest bondage convention. And oh, I've my God. The Germans been, perfected it, I would assume. Yes. Um, I've been invited several years now as a U.S. model, and it's, it's the best. It's better than Disneyland. So I went to Politicon this year. I would assume it's different than that. You probably have less sociopaths at BoundCon. Uh, and of course, we we know Comic-Con because you like to cosplay as well. And we've been yeah. we've done that. What what would somebody expect if they went to BoundCon? You walk through the doors, you got your land, you got your lanyard, your lanyard. Uh, <laughs> what, what am I looking at when I enter uh, the doors? Lots and lots of latex, lots and lots of people running around basically naked. Every single gadget that you thought that you could, because half of it, it's this amazing, huge warehouse, and half of it's vendors, and any sexual thing you could ever think of or more is there. Um, there's all kinds of stage shows. and Were you sexually harassed more at BoundCon than you were at Comic-Con or more at Comic-Con than you were at BoundCon? Oh, always non-tournaments. Always. Yeah, it's always yeah. that way, isn't it? Because there, mm -hmm. is, there is a, I, it seems like there must be a set of rules, which is one of the ironies to BDSM and that kind of stuff. There are a bunch of rules. Like, it's, it's like, it's, it's like going rules. to a swimming pool. It's like, you got a list of 10 things. And I was like, damn, I don't know if I can remember all of these rules. Not that I'm, uh, you know, not that I, I'm, I'm far too large to be all bound up. As I've said before, no, the amount of leather would be uh, way too expensive. It'd break my bank. <laughs> That's why you use boats. Oh, I see. Isn't that something? So, Ben, ben what would your safe word be? For me, my safe word, it would be, oh, 
Let's see here. I was going to say puffin, but that would just end the whole thing because then I can no longer even think about sex because now I'm thinking about my dog and now I've got to take him for a walk. So I'm staring at a sign here in the studio and it says, we are the jumbo shrimp here to play a game, which is a reference to a round table of gentlemen episode. So my safe word jumbo shrimp. So when I'm done having whatever is happening to me be done with me, I say jumbo shrimp and then whatever it is has to stop at least momentarily. But what it, the, then someone just shoves a bunch of jumbo shrimp in your mouth. Well, then this is ridiculous because that's what I wanted the whole time. <laughs> then I've mixed then I've then I've gone full Costanza and I've mixed food and sex and I can't be doing all of that. I don't think I can live with that kind of pleasure. I'm not I, I don't have the abilities like you do. <laughs> what about you? What's your safe word? Uh just red. Oh yes, red red seems to be uh red seems to be a pretty it's typical uni- one. It's universal. Ye- yellow yeah. is slow down and red is stop. Ah, I see. Okay, cool. All right, just the the final thing on porn, Nadia. Favorite? What is one? What's your favorite position? Why do you love it so much? And why should people do it? Uh, vaginal or anal? Whatever you want. Um, I'm really boring, and I like missionary for vaginal because I like being close and face to face some someone. Yeah. Um, for anal is doggy style because it gets in there just better. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, all right, well, let's talk about competitive <laughs> eating. That does. It just makes a lot of sense, so I don't know. It's like, all right, man, man, man it's about right. Um, so you are an incredible consumer of food. I have seen many of your videos. Uh, you have done a great job on last stream on the left. I believe when you were BTK, you ate two pounds of cereal. How much it, did you eat? It was a gallon of milk and three boxes of cereal special k mind you special k because of course that was a uh, a reference to btk dennis Rader, the biggest douchebag that's ever lived he uh, had a special k box he put it in somebody's truck and he was trying to make a pun about how he's a serial killer and he's trying to leave clues and no one gave a flying fuck um where 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 did you discover your talent for being able to eat as much as you can because i also saw you do a pizza challenge which was like absolutely insane like how did you even start doing that yeah henry and uh, natalie came out to that one i know that's how i saw the video (laughs) um well i've always been able to eat a ridiculous amount of food and several years ago um on fourth of july doug and i were in new york and doug sackman doctor uh, not doctor sergeant kabuki man uh yes indeed yes um me and dougie were in new york and his friend flew in from chicago my mentor tim gravy brown um mentor mentor in sex work or mentor in competitive eating in competitive eating okay and it was um, of course nathan's weekend so we hung out with a bunch of different competitive eaters during that weekend, there was a burger contest, and Tim asked me if I wanted to eat during it, and I said, sure, why not? I love free food. And <laughs> I, it was a burger contest, and those aren't necessarily my favorite things to eat competitively, but... What's the favorite thing to eat competitively? Burritos or steak. Oh, my God, yeah. Or, ta- or tacos. That's freaking sweet. That reminds me of, uh, I think it's the great outdoors when John Candy eats the steak and they're like, you got some grizzle left. I'm with you. You got a high, high class competitive eater. I love it. 
I used to have the second fastest woman's steak time in America. Really? Uh, 14 minutes. Who had the first? Um, uh, my schooler. What? That's incredible. 14 minutes. Congratulations. How big was the steak? Uh, it was five and a half pounds and then a pound of each of a side. Hold so. on. A, wait, wait. You ate five and a half pounds of steak and a pound of sides in 14 minutes? Yes. And how did you do that? How Because you're not tall. You're 5'2"? Five 5'4". Two? Five 5'4". Four. Five four. Uh, how do you fit it? Where does it go? Magic. It is magic. It's incredible. Screw swor- sword swallowing. What you do is amazing. Actually, funny thing about sword swallowing, my first Avian nomination back in 2010 was for Most Outrageous Sex Scene, and I was deep-throating a guy as he was swallowing swords. Well, now, if you bite it, he dies. Oh, no, he! I was scared the whole time because he never did that before, and he kept making all these noises, like, uh, uh, I'm like... <laughs> I had his dick in my mouth and just looking up like, I'm going to kill this motherfucker today. (laughs) What's harder, slamming a bunch of food down your throat or doing one of these deep throat scenes? Because I don't understand how it's even possible. I can't, like, a little smoky will make me gag. Well, that's not necessarily (laughs) true. God knows I've eaten a hell of a lot of those. Um... Honestly, the I feel a lot better after I do the deep throat. I feel pretty terrible after a lot of the competitive eating. Well, I mean, on a, you you have to purge it out because there's no well, way you could keep that inside of your body. No, it's like, we all do it. You have to because it's like it's, like, it's just so much. Maybe <laughs> maybe uh, do you ever get stoned? That might be able to help with the competitive eating. I almost feel like that's steroids for it. No, I did a 420 episode dressed as Ricky from the Trailer Park Boys. Oh my I god, smoked, I love it! I, I smoked the joint and ate nine cans of ravioli. Um, actually, be it, it, it be it, it's on my YouTube. Go check it out. Yes, um, I've seen it. Uh, but actually, being intoxicated makes me a lot slower. So oh. no, I, I like to go with a clear mind. I get fucked up afterwards do you ever do that with porn or you're always sober with the porn also i mean i guess some of the stuff you do is like so dangerous you kind of gotta be sober no you you know you have to they make you like sign and like do an intro interview like you're sober right yes so you can't be all messed up when you're doing the porno no what do you think is going on not to not to avert back uh, to the adult film industry, but now I'm thinking about all of the things going on right now. I know Pornhub has gotten some flack, and rightfully freaking so, because people are searching the words like child or underage, and, and there's a bevy of videos, evidently. How has the uh, sort of business changed even since you've been in it, and what do you think about Pornhub? Does this help or does this hurt? Because I know you have a few videos on there, but most of your stuff is behind a paywall. What do you think about that? Pornhub and all the tube sites have helped, in a way, kill the industry, but the industry never really dies. It has to change. It used to be when I first started, you could still work for companies and just work for other people. Now, there's so many companies that have been drowned out of business because of all the piracy with Pornhub and all the tube sites that there's less and less paid jobs, but there's platforms like Minivids and Clips for Sale and OnlyFans where you can put your own stuff up there and you can make the money directly. Right. Uh, But still, Pornhub and all the tube sites are the devil. You can monetize on there and you can make money, but that's because, you know, we fought hard enough for that. Right. So what, what my... 
I'll be honest, I don't care when I see a video of myself that I didn't put up that was from another company, but when I see something that I made myself, right. that I that I went out of my way, and I put on makeup, and I shot it, and I did the scene, and yep. edited it, and put up, when someone steals that and puts it up, is the biggest fuck you, and the worst part is, when people say... I'm your biggest fan. I watched all your videos on Pornhub. Right. Yeah. Pay me. You got to pay me, please. Yes. If if I if, if you don't make money doing this, I can't continue to produce products. Yeah. You know? No, that makes uh, I, that, that I is really understandable. I don't go to somebody's job at Starbucks and be like, oh, give me a coffee for free because I think I deserve that. You know, I love right. your stuff so much. Right. Are there any ways, because again, all laws are against sex workers. It's horrible. Is there anything that you can do to be like, hey, get this off of there. This is, you're messing with my bottom line. You're messing with my money. Or does Pornhub not care at all? I have no idea who runs it. I I have no idea who's behind it. Um, Yes. If there's a video of yours on any of the tube sites, you can contact them and almost like a cease and desist style thing. And you know what, Ben? What? The worst thing is, because MindGeek owns Pornhub, MindGeek owns a lot of the tube sites. But you know what else MindGeek owns? What? Reality Kings, Browsers, uh, oh. They it's, it's a monopoly, so there's no way that the, porn, the Pornhubs are going to go away. But with all the, the underage content that they didn't take down, um, it looks like things might be a little different soon, hopefully. That is insane. I know. Have you done? You did do Bang Brothers, right? I've done Reality Kings. I've not done Bang Brothers. Kings. Well, what advice? Um, obviously, thank you so much for doing this. By the way, I know we can kind of wrap it up here. Um, oh, no, no problem. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna. To keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night. No matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale, even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great. What advice would you give to somebody who wants to get into the adult world uh, or the competitive eating world, whichever you want, or both? Uh, What (laughs) advice would you give and what should they look out for? Because like all industries, you know, there are pitfalls. Porn has a whole series of of pitfalls um, that people can fall down and, and drown themselves in. What advice would you give to somebody who wants to get involved in this because they want to explore their sexuality, but also want to be safe, treated with respect, and make some money? First, um, you need to ask yourself why you want to do it. What is this going to help your life? How is this going to help further you as a person? Right. And, and most of all, 
Are you okay with your family knowing? Are you okay mm. with every single person in your life knowing? Are you okay with never having like a serious, serious job? You know, right. the, the internet is forever. And if you're okay with that, you know, I would recommend, I don't think necessarily that you need an agent per se in mm-hmm. this day and age, because a lot of companies hire through social media. So get your social media presence, build your brand. What do you want to say? What do you want to convey? What was your parents' reaction when you told them that you were going to get into porn? I mean, obviously, um, your your body changed physically. Um, were they were they surprised uh, or were they accepting? Did it take a second? Well, I grew up with my grandparents, and my mother was a dancer, so they were already familiar with that. I had already done a few scenes before I told them, and honestly, it came out in a very horrible way because my ex was trying to dox me to them. Oh, my God, I hate that so much. So I figured it better come out of my mouth rather than some angry person telling them, it really it didn't go over that greatly, but it didn't go over that bad. I know a lot of people who have been completely cut off and disowned by their family, and my heart goes out to them. Yeah. But now at the house, like it's something that we joke about. Right, right. Yeah, I can imagine uh, a lot of people in the industry who have parents who might feel one way or another. I mean, it seems to me almost like coming out. Uh, as far as like gay, uh, I remember, I remember both of my older brothers coming out to my parents. Um, you know, it's, it seems, it, it seems to me like it would be almost of that level of importance to a lot of people, uh, to a lot of parents. And that must be really difficult to deal with that when your parents reject you, because I would assume a lot of people that you work with come from more traditional backgrounds. And it's, it's just, again, it's so ingrained in our culture to be to be judgmental of the human body. I mean, whenever you go overseas, you go to the UK, there's literally a show called weird bodies. I turned it on when we were in Glasgow, Scotland, and it was just a dude's butthole that had a bunch of warts on it. And I was like, this wouldn't happen in the States. But meanwhile, we can show cops killing poor people. We can show buildings exploding. We can show everything under the sun when it comes to violence, but God forbid the body is shown. How how have you helped those people who have had parents that are just completely that have completely disowned them? Or like what does the how does the business or the industry kind of help guide those people? I mean, a lot of performers have, you know, advice for them. We're a very small community and we've all gone through the same issues. So yeah, m- most of the time there's an ear to listen, a shoulder to cry on. Uh recently we started a mental health support oh uh, awesome uh the uh, pineapple support they have 24-hour online counseling they can help you set up counseling in person um if you're unsafe they can help you get into a better situation it's a really wonderful organization i suggest that and if anybody cares about it they can always donate is they're doing a lot of really good things it's called pineapple support Yes. Okay. Awesome. Yes. Please check that out um, because we have to make sure that people are safe. Obviously we do last podcast on the left. We know for a fact that sex workers are constantly uh, prey, whether it be to police or people who want to commit acts of violence. It's a Uh dangerous ass industry. And well, I mean, I, I hope it has gotten better. Would you say that things have gotten better or do you still feel like I better get ready? I better be ready. 
I don't think that the porn world is as seedy as most people think. It's become a lot more mainstream over the years. It's not as buck wild as it was in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. I mean, it's still, you know, the outliers of society. But for the most part, everybody's pretty, very professional. What do you think about those people like, I think his name is Steve Francis, that dude who did Girls Gone Wild where all the chicks were hammered on spring break, showing their titties, and I don't know if they necessarily knew that this was going to go at the time on VHS and now obviously online everywhere. What do you think about those kinds of people? Because to me, that dude seems like a real freaking schmuck. Um, People like that and all the revenge porn side, um, I mean, those are just terrible people. And I believe that in general, people are generally very terrible. You know, it's interesting we passed Sesta Fosta, as you mentioned, which I, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I also think they knew exactly what they were doing, shutting down Backpage, shutting down websites that uh, alert sex workers to Johns that are dangerous. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we're not going to get into the politics of all of that um, and who supported it and whatnot. But it's amazing to me that Sesta Fosta passed before revenge porn legislation. Well, you know, when Big Brother has an agenda and celebrity support, that goes a long way before actually going after someone that ruined a lot of people's lives. Absolutely. I I completely agree. And people, they just, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so what food do you want to have sex with the most now? I guess maybe a big zucchini. (laughs) Well, that would make sense. Are you planning any other fast food jerk offs or anything like that? Um, I wasn't. But now you're getting the little hamster wheel in my head running. What would be the perfect sandwich? Because I'm thinking, okay, I'm thinking the Montana, the big Montana from Arby's or the Uh Arby's cheddar roast beef because you got the the cheddar in there. Ooh, Ben, did I ever tell you about the Taco Bell scene that I did? I got gagged with a a burrito and I got nacho cheese licked off my tits and it was... Ridiculous. I mean, you know, it's a great way to eat. It's a great way to eat the bizarre, scientific, weird liquid that Taco Bell calls cheese. Um, that's very good. So I'm thinking. I think, yeah, you got the, you got the, you got the Arby's roast beef and cheese. Uh, that could be, that could be perfect if you find the, if you find the right guy, if you find the right ding dong. <laughs> I will have to ask around of who would let me. Um, fillet them with a Arby's beef and cheddar. <laughs> Let me know if you know anybody. <laughs> hey, I'm sure someone will reach out. You know, someone who uh, God knows. Um, but, but, but can we both wear Juggalo paint? Of course you can wear Juggalo paint. The Juggalos are a wonderful group. They're a wonderful subset of maniacs. Whoop, whoop. Absolutely. <laughs> you love that. You are a Juggalette, aren't you? Kind of, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Nadia, thank you so much for being on the show. I really oh, appreciate you, it. Ben. Absolutely. Um, please plug everything that you want to plug. Um, I know Your you butt. Said, yes, my butt. You can <laughs> you can do that. Uh, I don't know if it would be any fun. I have a Wisconsin <laughs> tuchus. It is it's big yet flat. It's a bizarrely small but huge. It's difficult to describe this weird norwegian german body of mine it's not exactly a wonderland it's more like a, you know it's it is actually like a it is a bit like a water park in that it sort of flows in some ways i know i've seen you enough <laughs> yep yep that's right um but yes plug plug your stuff and uh, and all of that stuff 
Okay, you can follow me on Twitter at Nadia White xxx instagram nadia white official youtube.com slash club nadia white um pornhub.com slash nadia white onlyfans.com slash nadia white 666 i think that's it um, it's all nadia all the and, time and check out uh follow on twitter for all the tiger king parody updates at tiger king parody it'll be a picture of me as joe exotic is Dude, the main thing. I, I love those pictures of you so much they are absolutely hilarious i can't wait to see whatever that bizarre ass show is gonna be like yeah just wait for the actually actually i'll just send it to you later but everybody else can check out the promo that we cut that is absolutely ridiculous um, probably later today, I'm going to check that out and see where we are on that. I saw the cut of it last night and it was special. I love it. What's your reaction when you watch yourself? Uh, to be honest, it just like, it, it doesn't matter where if it's porn or if it's regular films, I find it very awkward to watch myself. Yeah, I w- I'm with you. Unless it's something I'm extremely proud of and I'm like, look at me go, look at that. Yeah, what's the, what's the most proud thing that you can direct people to? What's your favorite of all scenes of all time where everything is just hitting and you're loving it and it all works out? Oh man, that's that's like over a decade worth of stuff to do. It's um, a lot. I couldn't name it. I couldn't name my own. I, so I, yeah, I, I have no idea because they've, there's so many different things and so many different things that were satisfied or I was impressed with. Or, I don't know. There's Google. Just go down the rabbit hole. Yeah, absolutely. Just um, make just make sure the kids aren't around. Absolutely. No children around. This is adult entertainment. Um, and of course, even the competitive eating. You don't want to let the, this is bad. It's very dangerous. You can't be doing all that stuff. Right. Um, be safe out there uh, with the competitive eating and the adult films if anyone out there is doing either of those things and thank you so much Nadia for being on the show thank you so much you are incredible this has been the LPN show thank you so much for listening uh, you can buy our merch lastpodcastmerch.com uh, the live show lastpodcastlive.com uh, you keep on listening to all the shows here on the last podcast network we love you as always hail yourselves we will talk to you soon this show is made possible by listeners like you Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The savings rock when you find a new way to roll. Like sharing the ride to work. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others who live and work near you. It's easy and free. Plus, you can get cash and other rewards for carpooling, up to $600 a year. Get rolling on a new way to work with Rideshare. Register today at commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. That's commuterconnections.org. Some restrictions apply.